the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It is a fantastic Friday. We've got some news in banking. We've got some news locally. we got news, 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 news. And if you're looking at us on Rumble, there seems to be a problem with the encrypting. But at least two government agencies are trying to stifle my show. So please bear with us. They're encoding whatever. You can always see the show at Rumble. You can see past shows at Rumble and all the rest of it. But um, as I was leafing through the Federal Reserve, which I believe is... If not the, clearly one of the top greatest criminal organizations the world has ever known. It's not really a government entity. In fact, it's private. Who owns it? None of your business. Are they in charge of the currency of the country? Yes, they are. Who makes the money on the interest? Don't worry about it. Not for you to know. But whatever we should know is they make the rules. They make the laws. They decide everything in our economy. Everything, including interest We, the working men and women of America, will pay. Where does that money go? Don't worry about it. I don't like dealing with gangsters. I don't like rolling dice with Big Jilly from Guys and Dolls. I don't like being scammed and lied to. And I specifically don't like being blamed for something I didn't do. See, the Federal Reserve is blaming you and me for the problem at Silicon Valley. When what we really know about Silicon Valley is that it was a liaison to the Democrat mafia. Democrats, Chinese communists, renowned politicians, and everybody else was involved with that bank. It was a treasure trove of corruption and incompetence, if you're kind, scandal and fraud, if you're aware. So when you hear about the collapse, I can't hit my clips there, Macbeth. Thank you. New developments to bring you this morning in the banking crisis, and it's not looking good for San Francisco-based First Republic. Yeah, and the Federal Reserve is releasing new information about the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. Pam Cook has the details in today's Dollars and Cents. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. A lot going on mm-hmm. uh, with the banks. An important review of Silicon Valley Bank uh, just released this morning. In it, the Federal Reserve reports Silicon Valley Bank failed due to a combination of things. Extremely poor bank management, weakened regulations, and lax government supervision. The report finds... Now- Uh Not so fast, Democrat spin doctor. The head of the bank was the ex-head of the San Francisco Federal Reserve. So that would seem to be a problem from the high up, once again, attached to the Federal Reserve. Relaxed regulations. Unfortunately, there are so few people that know what banks go through on an hourly basis. How they're intimidated and extorted. The ones that run honest and and never 
never default on a loan or have a bad problem and manage the money. They are inundated with regulations. But this one, there wasn't enough? No. The connections were strong enough where the regulations didn't matter. But the gangster government will once again profit on its failure. This is the scam. So this bank with connections all the way and into the Federal Reserve circumvented all the regulations that every bank has to abide by that isn't an asset of the Democrat mafia. And they're going to put more regulations on good, honest banks? You betcha. Bank executives failed in managing risks related to interest rates, and Fed regulators missed the problems and failed to act quickly when they did spot the failures. Talks continue as well over the rescue deal for San Francisco-based First Republic Bank. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I remember it wasn't that long ago, and I heard. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound. And now, Manhans, when you said that. First Republic Bank was trading at about $120 a share. Today, it's $4.85, and that's because it didn't have enough time to get the zero, man hands. That Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Uh, No, they won't. Uh, Especially if you had over $250,000. Then you're going to have to do what the Soviets did. You're going to have to bribe a government official to get your own money. You know, like you see in these third world countries around the world. Like the one in Ukraine? By the way, how's the Ukraine banking system? From what I understand, they had some problems earlier today. Reuters is reporting this morning that the FDIC, Treasury Department, and the Federal Reserve are trying to set up meetings with other financial companies to put together a rescue package for First Republic. How- They're rescuing all of this with your money, not theirs. These people dressed in these $6,000 suits with the... trucks for their girlfriend and the $200,000 cars for their wives. They're not going to lose $1. They're going to be like that ex-chair of San Francisco Bank. And when things get bad, you go to your $9 million house in Hawaii and let the dust settle. However, CNBC is reporting this morning that First Republic is likely headed for receivership. Now, that means it's a strategy to try to avoid bankruptcy while creditors get the money they're owed. First Republic stock dropped 30 percent on that news. Trading is halted right now. The problem is you were just told yesterday, although GDP is bad, it's not that bad. This bank that they're referring to, this First Republic Bank. This is the largest, one of the largest commercial lenders there is. When the businesses have problems, the banks go bad, but more importantly, the future is bleak. That's the part to focus on. Now, this could all be turned around. It truly could be turned around. But not if you keep doing the same thing. And apparently, from the look on the dimwit's face with dementia, we're going to continue to do the same thing. So how detrimental would this be for First Republic? First Republic really would find itself in a position where uh, should regulators make this decision to review its private assessments um, and to downgrade it, uh, it would be in a position where it couldn't necessarily borrow from the Fed's discount window should it be downgraded, as well as the emergency lending facility regulators launched uh, earlier this year. Uh, The bank does find itself uh, needing to make a decision, but its managers uh, are looking uh, at a number of options. The FDIC wants the bank to consider a private buyer, whereas uh, the bank itself is really concerned about its reputation. Its reputation is bankrupt. 
Its reputation is Gatsangul. Its reputation is failure, kind of like every other entity affiliated with the Democrat mafia. And if you think the Republicans get away from it, well, you don't know how Iowa works. But renewable fuels producers receive billions of dollars in federal subsidies. So does the oil industry. Now, the oil industry has been around since the 1850s and made record profits last year. The ethanol industry began in the 1970s. One Republican presidential candidate told me this week that it's time to get rid of all federal subsidies for the biofuels industry, as well as for the rest of the energy producers, too. Well, I'm not going to pick out one industry that say that they should be treated that way, whereas others get their subsidies. Right. So I think everybody needs to be able to compete on an even playing field. Now, that's a radical idea, isn't it? And that's why Vivek Ramaswamy will be attacked, not just from the Democrats, but from the Republicans. You see, there's a lot of money in this kind of financial corruption. And what happens is the audience and the people of this country, they glass over. Oh, it's all so complicated. Well, here's what's not complicated. Your country is bankrupted. The entire thing is up against an arbitrary limit of bankruptcy. And this government pretends it's not a problem. And in fact, what they're going to do is guarantee still more spending r&d money for oil companies exactly. get out of everything exactly let the market like actually wind, compete. solar all this stuff right yeah exactly but, but but in the, exactly that's where i'm at i think we should let the market deliver the efficient solutions by the way do you know why we're all rich it's not because the government figured out a way to make us rich it's because this is the way our economy always worked until the last hundred years it's that simple it only took a hundred years to destroy the most powerful, the most creative, the strongest private economy, the highest quality of life. This is all just faking it now. My favorite is when a Republican puts his spin on it, right, Grassley? This is why I don't play Grassley clips. First of all, he sounds like he's 643 years old. Secondly, I know the kind of scams he's on. Now, that's not a position Iowans usually hear from a presidential candidate coming through. Presidential candidates usually pledge to continue the subsidies for renewable fuels as they campaign in the state. And then many of those candidates end up touring Iowa's energy producing plants as part of their campaigning. Senator Chuck Grassley told me this afternoon that subsidies are vital for the biofuels industry. I'm going to let you listen to this, but the idea that a Republican talks about welfare. See, there are no subsidies. There's just welfare. Now, this is worse than the welfare to individuals who end up throwing their lives away. This is welfare to businesses where they get dressed up like successes and they walk around and pretend to be achieving something the whole time living on government spending. A scam. Right, Grassley? I think we know we wouldn't have an ethanol industry without some help or biofuels, biodiesel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, you should figure out what to call it there, donkey face. In the meantime, that's just as bad as all the other green energy boondoggle. This entire multi-billion dollar scheme is just as bad as the eco-Nazis and their electric cars and their solar and their wind and the rest of the scams. Grassley was just in on it first. Uh, I'm not sure I can quantify for you how it is, but I just pointed out that the difference between E10 and E15 is about 16 cents a gallon cheaper for E15 So it's very important for the consumer. Now, did this buffoon figure out the destruction of vehicles? 
the fact that it doesn't get nearly as far on the get. See, none of it matters. But we're supposed to cheer because this is a Republican, right? Not me. Not Vivek Ramaswamy. Not 80% of you. But this is the duopoly of corruption that they're protecting. As they allow, the, the Republicans will not come out against the Federal Reserve either. As they blame you for the corruption in their banking schemes. This is more of it. Now, Senator Grassley is also pushing President Biden to get the EPA to allow year-round sales of E15 before Monday's deadline for that change. Biden administration has already approved year-round sales beginning in the summer of 2024. Now, the EPA historically cuts off those sales over the summer, citing environmental concerns because of the- just another weapon. So here's a question for you. Are you more comfortable when the Republicans lie, cheat, and steal? Or do you prefer when the Democrat mafia does it? Which one irritates you more? 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Man, man, is that perfect? the perfect song the more joe biden the illegitimate president continues to destroy the quality of our life the more the republicans want in on this scam more than they want to tear it down the bleaker it looks but one thing that's never discussed except what every time the politicians also known as political whores go to iowa to talk about subsidies what about the cost of food you know that corn that the government is paying top dollar for it so they could pretend it's fuel, which it isn't. They could pretend it doesn't destroy your engine, which it does. They drive up the base price of how many foods. How do you quantify that, Grassley? Got a face like a donkey's ass, doesn't he? Mog. You know, you got to appreciate somebody at least being direct, right, with how they feel. But that, that what Mr. Robinson- I agree. I think that's why he listens to the show, too, whether he admits it or not. George in Naperville. Sean, Willie Sutton was once asked why he robs banks, and he said because that's where the money is. Today, it's where they lost it. Oh, I like that. See, I see what you did there. You want to know what's astonishing to me? Are the people just have, now that we've already destroyed the principles of banking, of the American economy, so we just wait for these bureaucrats who are never never affected by their failures? Oh, they're just going to decide. Oh, you want to bail out the First Republic? Go ahead. What happened to St. Paul? St. Paul Federal. Nobody bailed out St. Paul Federal. Whatever happened to that? Yeah. Gone by the wayside. Lehman Brothers. Holly, this explains. Uh, yes, I would like to say that the real concern is them defaulting on our loans. Defaulting on the dollar. The dollar value has already gone down. And like a Great Depression's on the horizon. And- it feels that way, doesn't it, Holly? It feels mm-hmm. that way. And you want to know something? You, you think that because you're based in principles and fundamentals. I've got good news for you. It's not going to happen because our government is prepared to blow up anybody who wiggles against our dollar. Don't worry. We've got a lot of missiles and bullets, and we're fully prepared to blow them up. Thank you very much. That's the way we've stayed on top of things for the last 50 years. It's not because we have true credibility. After all, you've got $32 trillion. And it's normal for us to say the word trillion. For most of us who have an IQ above 60, we realize There's no way possible to pay that off. And when you look at the policies, well, there's no real intention to pay it off. 
And the last one, just on that shouted question that he did respond to on, on the debt ceiling. Um, having heard your response to the questions that were answered already here today, um, you've had now Democrats saying that Republicans have you know, come to the table, might not like what they came to the table with, but it's time for the dialogue. You know, How long can this posture from the president last before it, it feels like intellectually dishonest to say, you know, they're holding the economy hostage and not raising the debt ceiling when they did pass a bill to raise the debt ceiling and the, the argument's really about the, the budget cuts, the spending cuts, and not about whether or not the debt ceiling gets raised. So I have to say, Jackie, I disagree with the intellectually dishonest. That is... It doesn't matter if you disagree with it. You're practicing it, dimwit. This is like playing board games with cheaters. This is why you don't play Monopoly with your wife's fourth cousin who's been to prison six times. He's a cheater. You don't play games with cheaters. Chris in Milwaukee. Sean, listening to you this week is just incredible. It really is. I've turned about half a dozen people onto your onto your show this week just, just because of the content. Thank you. You're brother. hitting it. If you worked for the Murdochs, you would be fired right now, and you should be proud of that. Oh, are you kidding me? First of all, yeah, I would never work for the Murdochs. Never. There's not enough money. Um, but the reality yeah, I got, is I appreciate that compliment very much. No, I got I got one quick one for you. I'm just catching up on a couple of your interviews. And earlier in the week, you were talking to a guy from Aspen, Colorado. Uh-huh. Excellent, excellent interview. And uh, you were telling a story about someone uh, lighting up a st- uh, uh, Me. whatever, a doobie next to you. You, light, you lit up your cigar to yeah. cover the smell because you had your young kids with you. And yep. it reminds me that years ago, it's like 12, 14 years ago, when Colorado passed in a referendum, the, the legalized marijuana, mm-hmm. they also passed um, same-sex marriage. And that shows that the people in Colorado are very religious because in Leviticus it says if a man lay with a man, he shall be stoned. So that's what it's all about. Uh, bum. You forgot the rim shot there. That was pretty good. We took a while to get there, but it was pretty good. I like it. And the good news is if you've ever seen a Colorado person smoking a doobie, you can't tell guy or girl. I, I think that's where it all started. Steve, Arlington Heights. How you doing, Sean? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hey, you know, it, it really, I got two points. It, it really doesn't matter which kind of fuel you burn because they adjust the price. You pay by the mile. If diesel, you pay more, you but you get more mileage. Alcohol, you pay less, but you get less, but you pay yes. the same thing. Exactly. Second is, do you, re, do you remember when we tried going to all alcohol we almost starved Mexico out of the market. They almost that, had nothing to eat. Excellent. That happened in the 90s. Excellent point. Smartest audience in all of talk radio. And then don't forget the taxes on it. Oh, it's a percentage tax? So you mean, let me do a little quick math. When the price is high, the government makes more money? Oh, maybe that's why the government really isn't interested in bringing down the price of gas or anything else for that matter. They need it to run their Ponzi schemes. Jim and Lyle. Sean, the die has already been cast. We are no longer the world's backup currency, or certainly we won't be. It's it's cast. We, we're never coming out of this. I wish I could argue with you, Jim. I really do. I wish I could argue with you. But one thing is for certain, if we do not change the direction, if we do not change the system, then you're absolutely correct. And unfortunately, when you hear Holly's voice, and you hear the fear in it. You talk to the people you know, even the ones that tried to, to deny it. They know it. Now, the only question is, do you have the character to make these political whores who pretend to be representatives represent you? 
Appreciate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The hearings in Chicago, when you look at them, I mean in Chicago, in Washington, D.C., and you see these, these people in positions of power. I mean it when I say we're lucky it's only this bad. Bernie Sanders is a legitimate communist. Now, he operates under the idea of some sort of friendly socialist. And what do you really the, the, the problem of Bernie Sanders is you look at this buffoon who's never had a job and you think, ah, he's just some aged hippie. How harmful could he be? And you forget that he supports a philosophy that is responsible for not just 160 million deaths, but for absolute hopelessness. See, the philosophy of the socialist delivers hopelessness. That's why what you're seeing in this country is people can't quite put their finger on it. Suicide rates parabolic. Why? Because the policies of the Democrat mafia create hopelessness, homelessness, feudalism. So when Bernie Sanders likes somebody, I say it's time to get involved. And demand that Congress, the Senate, not pass whoever it is this communist sympathizing roach supports. Okay, um, we're going to move this along as quickly as possible because uh, we have folks who are off and running to other committees. Uh, The Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions will come to order today. We are meeting for an executive session to vote on Julie Sue to be secretary of the Department of Labor. Uh, I will give an opening statement. Senator Cassidy will then give an opening statement. And after the after the vote, which I hope will proceed quite quickly, uh, any member who wants to make a statement is free to do so. But we're going to move that vote as quickly as we can. You can almost tell he's never had a job. His first time he ever did anything outside of the House was he was elected to mayor. Here's a man who never worked in his life. And he's very comfortable giving all of the power to these people who were never elected and stand for virtually nothing. Uh, I think everybody knows the issue last week. Uh, Ms. Sue was before us. I strongly support her uh, um, nomination. uh, And I hope we will have the votes to take it to the floor of the Senate. Average age in the Senate, 67.8 years. Uh, Working families uh, have been struggling for the last many decades. While we have massive income and wealth inequality. No, 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 Bernie, Bernie, you've been saying that since the Soviets were pretending they weren't bankrupt. You, we had f- f- three, three phenomenal years. Those are the three years for the first time in this country's history since George Washington. We put somebody in the highest office who was not a politician. What do you say we try that again, huh, commie? Uh, the working families of this country in the Labor Department are entitled to have a secretary who's going to stand up and fight for them, uh, who understands that we've got to raise the minimum wage, that we need paid family and medical leave like every other major country on earth does. Uh, strong overtime rules so that when people are working 50 or 60 hours a week, they get the time and a half. Now do to- me a favor. Go look at the 1936 Soviet Constitution and tell me where one of the Democrat policies isn't in lockstep with the former Soviet Union. You can't. Can in Geneva. Hey, I just wanted to um, add, I appreciate your show. Hope you're doing well. And uh, 
just wanted to say I recently attended a Kane County board meeting. So rather than focus on Washington, D.C., where we don't have a whole lot of control, one of the things I think we can do is look at what our local people are doing. And what I saw there, it's not so much a bad mark on Kane County board, but they have literature and propaganda from the World Health Organization promoting on their screens when you walk into the meetings. And the World Health Organization is a subsidiary of the United Nations, which is not our authority, not our government. So I would just ask you, your listeners, to say at the local level, go to the meetings and participate and insist that they remove those things from the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization. They had vaccine policy. They had masking policy. It was all coordinated. And that's not our ruling government. And so... That's and I love I it. And it's only through good people doing what you're do- what you're not just suggesting, but what you're doing. Do we stand a chance? And the reality is you can still save the counties that not are that that are not yet as corrupt as Cook or DuPage. I like what you're saying. And it's you know, I understand there are people who cannot for love and affection and business and life leave Illinois the way that all of them want to. But it's crucially important to shore up Kane County and the rest of the counties that have not been taken over by the mafia. So everybody, listen to what Ken has to say. He's exactly correct. And recognize the fact, these entities, the World Health Organization means guts on ghoul in this country. Nothing unless you give it power. It's about time you start to stand up for our own sovereignty and realize we are not part of the one world government. It wasn't until we got this dimwit in diapers that we've even been in this kind of pickle. The idea is to not let them expand, throw them out, tell them, go back to Cook County where they have willing slaves and mafia members of corruption. Doug in Milwaukee. John. Yes. I love you, man. I right. love, love, love you. <laughs> I love you. Hey, right uh, near, near as I can tell, uh, we have in this country representation We have taxation without representation. My taxes are going to D.C., but there's nobody there representing me. Tell me why. I want to ask you. Tell me why American taxpayers should continue to pay their taxes. We are the ones that have the power. We just don't know it. Doug, you're exactly right, but that power was usurped by the government. I love the call, and, and, and I've always thought people should be forced to pay their taxes, but there was an emergency rule implemented after World War II that wasn't meant to stay. But yet this is the one thing they never argue about. They argue about health care. They argue about Social Security. But the Republicans never argue. Why do the income taxes get taken right out of the people's check? Because maybe if they had to sit down and write out the money, maybe they'd pay attention a little bit more. But like battered housewives, now everybody thinks a good day is when the husband comes home and doesn't knock your teeth out. So when you get your tax refund, you say, Ooh, I got a tax refund. And you're not aggravated that the government took more of your money than it should have and paid you zero interest. See how quickly you can adapt to slavery? You get used to it. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Uh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank hey, you. let me get away from this mower. Can you hear me? Uh, you know what? We're going to. Yeah, could you call back? Me? We got a terrible connection. I didn't mean to cut you off. But terrible, terrible connection. In the meantime, um, there is some other. Good news. Let's always have some good news. There was some pushback against Randy Randy Weingarten. Not only was there pushback, there was an exposure. 
that the, the teacher unions in these in this country, whether it's the sewers of corruption in the Democrat mafia or really from coast to coast, they have a certain leg up that most of us are unaware of. Yeah, um, we don't know each other, but speaking on behalf of millions of American parents, I have four at home. I had to teach them at home. My wife had to teach them at home. Congressman Jennings at what you have said this week about your claiming to have wanted to reopen schools. I think most you'll find that most parents believe you were the tip of the spear of school closures. There are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20 scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools. And I hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these kids. I have two kids with learning differences. Do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them? And for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I I wanted to open them the whole time. I, I am shocked. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. How did we get to this position? Do you think it was not intended? I disagree with you. Who collaborated with the CDC? Turns out the same extortion union did. Here is Comer, same witness. Thank you. On February 12th, 2021, the Biden administration released its first school reopening guidance, which frankly might be better described as school closing guidance since it recommended keeping 90% of America's schools closed. Documents and testimony gathered by this committee show the CDC and AFT, American Federation of Teachers, work closely on this guidance. Some of AFT's suggestions were included nearly word for word by Director Walensky herself. In a transcribed interview, a career CDC official testified that this level of coordination was, quote, uncommon, end quote. This is corporatism, ladies and gentlemen. This is why banks write bills and they put Dodd and Frank on it because they want to eliminate competition, just like the teachers union. And until we insist this ripped out by the root, it will continue in one form or another. Now, I went long. I'll be back, and we're going to play the rest of the Comer clip, and I'll take Eduardo's call after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM 560, the answer. Where the government is the strongest, the quality of the life of the citizen is the weakest. It's simple. It's why the sewers of corruption have the strongest teacher unions, and the costs are the highest, the property taxes are the highest, and the home values suck especially compared to states and locations that do not share that encumbrance of corruption known as the teacher union. $30,000 a year to send a kid to CPS and 20% can read? It's outrageous. That's what we're here to find out, as the chairman said. Why did the AFT get uncommon access to the CDC and the Biden administration? According to documents we reviewed, AFT first received a copy of the draft reopening guidance on January 27, 2021. Because they get paid for doing nothing, Comer. 
They get paid for doing nothing. And when the kids come back and they share all of the problems that all of the kids are going through, they get more. They get more. That's why they get incentivized when kids are have ADHD. ADDDD. Used to be called hyper or what it should be called. The teacher sucks at communicating to the kids. It can't keep the interest of the kid like it did when I was a kid. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean. Well, in uh, two weeks, I'll be permanently in Tampa Bay. Will you really? Uh, I won't be. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. So I, I've been busy. Yeah, that's why I haven't called in. But I called into Dan and Amy and some other shows. But You're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these these uh, Gen Zers cannot stand their bosses. Excuse me. You follow orders just like you follow orders from your mom and dad. And if you don't like it, too bad. Eduardo, like so many of the hundreds of thousands of good people that have fled Illinois, Florida's glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. I go up to my old man's house in Spring Hill. I drive right past. We'll stop off for a cigar. Huh? This is the beauty of it. But it's a sad statement for Chicago because Eduardo is a Chicagoan like you, like me. Ultimately, the climate gets so corrupted, so futile that you have to, a decision to make. This is the point we're at because who's in charge of things are the gangsters among us. Is that correct? No. What do you mean, no? We got the evidence. You know, when you first got a copy of the guidance? Doesn't matter. She's a gangster. She'll answer what she wants to answer, Comer. You're just a lowly congressman. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest is something the American Democrats, also known as the Marxist Mafia, want people in this country to believe cannot happen. He's a success story. Son of sharecroppers. 23 years ago, he ran as a Republican for Congress in South Carolina's 6th District. In the meantime, he became an author. I have his book on my shelf, 25 Lies that, and the Iron Triangle. He also is a writer, producer, and documentary documentarian. He's got a new documentary out, Will You Go to Hell for Me? His name, Vince Everett Ellison. Vince, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. I enjoy the book very much. Thank you very much for sending it to me. And I am very interested to know about the documentary. In fact, I have a little teaser here for you. The Democratic Party is the evilest organization in the history of the world. Since their inception in 1800, they've been the party of slavery. And after slavery, they became the party of the Confederacy. After that, they started killing black people during Jim Crow era. You're voting for a party that tells you they are going to abort children up to the ninth month, castrate little boys, and call them little girls. Mutilate little girls and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers. And you don't think you're going to be held responsible? As we look at the Democratic Party and the chaos that they bring on our community, our young men, our young women, I have to ask you to look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. I really like it. I really like it because it it, it really taps into an agenda that 
people are afraid to say. It's a certain amount of just evil. There's no other way to sum it up, right? Sure, man. I mean, you see it every day in in, in the city of Chicago. And, and, and what they've done, they've convinced uh, Christian people that there's some type of severability between their vote and the actual person. You know, 85% of black people still profess to be Christians here in America. 35% of white people profess to be Christians. And the Democrat Party cannot sustain itself without the Christian vote. And we're voting for a party, as I've said, that's going to castrate little boys and call them little girls. It's going to abort babies up to the ninth month. And we don't think we're going to be held accountable for it by God. The Democratic Party is basically asking every Christian that votes for them to go to hell for them. Because voting for this party is like Nazis voting for Hitler. You're going to be held accountable for it. And if you believe what I believe, if you are a Christian, and you believe what I believe, God's going to hold you responsible. And when you look at Chicago and you see what's going on there every day, the black community has always been held responsible. They've turned their backs on God. You cannot have two masters. You must, you, you will, you, our Bible says you will love one and hate the other. And they've chosen to follow man. And in my documentary, I talk about how Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement put this foolishness in the head of black people that we have to ask white America for our freedom. Now, God gave us our freedom. It's ours. That we have to uh, ask them not to judge us by the color of our skin so that we can please them. No, you don't please man. You please God. And you're supposed to love your fellow man. But, you know, he told us that, the, that, that our religion is a religion of nonviolence. No, it's not. It's, it's a religion of non-aggression. That means if you don't touch me, I don't touch you. But I'm not going to, but, but it's no virtue in me letting you rape my wife and my children. Or no. you and me walking down the street and seeing a young girl getting accosted and say, since we're Christian and nonviolent, we can't stop this rape. No. That's a lie. Vince, and they I, put this lie in the heads of the black community, and we're destroying ourselves you know, on earth and we'll go to hell after we die. And this is what my documentary talks about. I want your listeners to go to willyougotohellforme.com. Willyougotohellforme.com. There you can see this trailer, and then you can rent or buy the DVD. This documentary is the best thing you've ever seen. Watch it. It'll change your life. Vince, I've got a question for you, because this is something that I have been really astonished by since I was a very young man. And that is the idea and the willingness for people to kill babies. I'm that serious. I, to me, it is just it is mind boggling to me that there are human beings in this world that are willing to kill their own kids. But yet we've created well, this word abortion. You've created this soiree of lies that it's a right and all this other nonsense. But why is it that so many people are willing to take the premise that it is an option to kill the most defenseless form of humanity that ever existed, a baby in its mother's stomach? Why is this so acceptable in your opinion? Well, I talk about this in the documentary. The Democratic Party is always in a truly evil institution. They did the same thing with slavery. They said that you could buy, sell, rape human beings. You could kill them just because of the melanin content in their skin. Then they did it during, during, during Jim Crow when they said you could castrate, hang people from trees, keep them from voting, do anything to them just because of the amount of melanin in their skin. And now they've done it with, you know, abortion. And, and who have they always used to tell uh, of people, this is okay. They've always gone into the Christian religion, and they have found black ministers or, or preachers that will go out to the community, and they will parrot what they say. And this is what I talk about here in the film. 
I talk about how they use Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement to go out and tell this lie. Do you know who the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award in 1966? Margaret Sanger was the woman that started playing. Oh, I'm very familiar with her, yes. I do not know who the first recipient was. Martin Luther King, 1966. Look it up. You know, I have something. I have something from her I want you to hear. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mocked when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit. Now, that evil roach, mm-hmm. that evil roach, may yep. she burn in hell for a thousand millenniums. She's not just yep. talking about children of convicts. She's talking about marked from their birth, marked by skin. Yes. Margaret Sanger yes. was a Ku Klux Klan, not just sympathizer, but participant. She was a yes. rabid racist. And yet, here's the yes. question I have for you. Why are so many black people, and I hate to even talk like this, I have to tell you the truth, but why are so many black people ignorant to this deception, ignorant to the true form of racism, somebody who would look at you less than themselves, why do they tolerate the Democrat Party? Um, it's well, the the the, real, the 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 biggest reason because enough Christians like you know not not like you because you're on the radio every day doing what you're supposed to do. There are not enough Christians out there like you. They're out there evangelizing and telling the truth. There are not enough like me out there evangelizing, telling the truth. They have cowed them. There are too many now in corporate America that are afraid to tell the truth. They have we we've conceded the ground. They've they made us take our Bibles out of out of schools and out of our workplaces and, and and out of the public square and they replaced them with a Christian symbol that we've had called the rainbow. And they've taken the rainbow flag and they've co opted it. It's God's covenant with LGBTQ Noah, if thing. I remember correctly, right? Um I, I have to yeah, 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 exactly from Noah and they, they and they and they put it everywhere that we've taken God out. And they have and, and that's how they've done it. And, and, and they use the Vince, church and the black the black preachers to do it. Vince, you know, I have to tell you, I don't, I don't bring up religion a lot. I do that consciously because I'm going to tell you why. It gives an excuse for the Marxist, for the collectivist, for the mafia member, the Democrat. It gives them excuse, an excuse to turn you off. Oh, you must be religious. So I, I rarely talk about it. Rarely, rarely. And I also point out the fallacies in both the Catholic also known as the greatest real estate investment trust in the world, the Catholic Church. And I also go after these two-bit con artists who fly around on jets and pretend to be evangelical and the rest of it. So what I do is I take it on specifically where the Democrat liar hates to be. I take it on the ground of truth. So the way that I argue this, and you know, listen, I'm not opposed to it. I, I, you could talk anything you want. I, 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 have, I have no problem. But I try to take away their ability to put you in a box by saying, oh, there's Vince, he's religious. But the reality is, you're not simply arguing on religious grounds. You're arguing on historical fact, and you're arguing on science. In your opinion, what is the better way to get our people back and let the scallywags among us go their own way? There's always going to be communists, there's always going to be Marxists, there's always going to be gangsters. Go their own way and separate. What is your approach? I have a toolbox like you do, I, and what, 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 whichever way they want to go, historically, scientifically, or religiously, I can do it any way. But I usually get black people 
scientifically, I mean, uh, um, uh, with, with, with their religion, because we all believe in Jesus Christ. We all believe in heaven and hell. We all say God is going to take care of them. And then when you ask them the question, if you're a Christian, how can you be oppressed? And how can you be a victim? You know, I always have, ace. I have a friend of mine that I grew up with, and I was lucky in life. I, was, I never judged anybody on how they looked. I judged them on who they were. So this particular friend is not a Caucasian, right? He's he's a black guy that I hung around with all you know all through high school, and we met recently. And he had become he was in the gangs and he got shot several times and lived, and he had become a black Israelite. And it was interesting. We would have these these debates that were interesting because I love him, and even when I wanted to choke him when I thought he didn't make any sense, I would argue with him on fact. This seems to be something that a lot of young men of color, have turned to this radicalization. And I enjoy the debate of it because it's, to me, I think ridiculous. But I enjoy the debate of it. Why do you think it's become so tense that a lot of people are afraid to have that debate with radical uh, groups of Marxist origins? Why are they afraid to have that debate? Well, it's because they don't know true Christianity. Uh, they, they, a lot of these young black men went to these faiths because they were told that Christianity was a religion of violence, and that black Christians, white Christians, were killing black Christians. You know, they saw what the Ku Klux Klan was doing to black Christians down south, and they were told by Martin Luther King Jr. to lay down and let them continue to do it. These brothers said no. Um, many of them went to the Hebrew um, uh, Israelites and to the Nation of Islam because it gave them the ability to do one thing that they needed to do, and that was defend themselves. Yeah, and and Martin Luther King and the Black Church told them that Christianity took that from them, and they said, "Well, I can't do this," and th- and it was a lie. Christianity is not a religion of nonviolence; it is a religion of non-aggression. And when we say love our enemy, that that means that we let our enemy kill us, destroy us, and take our property. I can love you and still kick your ass. <laughs> That's what it did to me many times. I like it this. To me many times. Boy, okay? there's a T-shirt so, there. There's a T-shirt yeah. there. I can love you and still kick your ass. I like that. I will love you, and I will kick your ass, <laughs> and then after, after you stop bothering me, we'll be cool again. <laughs> and that's what Jesus did. He whooped him in the temple when he said, I told you to stay out in my temple. Don't be coming up here doing this money changing. He made a court. He ran him out. God chastises the ones that he loves. You, you'll, you'll spank your child every now and again, and sometimes I grab my brother every now and again and shook him and said, look, man, I'll knock you out. Don't play with me. And it brings him back to where he's supposed to be. Sometimes we have to get rough with one another. We're supposed to sharpen each other. Iron sharpened iron is a friend sharpens a friend. That's what our Bible tells us. Yeah. But back to us. And these young men have left Christianity because of this lie. This is why I wrote this. This is why I did this film. I want them to know the real Christianity. I want them to know how they were lied to. I want them to know how the Marxists and how the communists came into the black church and they turned the black minister into a puppet for them. If you find yourself a black minister, you hear me well, that calls himself a Democrat, he's an apostate. He's a liar, and he's a hypocrite. And I tell him to his face. Vince. It's an absolute. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. Look at the fruit of the black community and tell me if it's rotten. If the fruit is rotten, the tree it came from is rotten. And Jesus Christ said, that's how you know a false prophet. In Chicago, it's a sad thing to see. It's a sad thing to see how willing... Uh, so many people of color are to participate in a scheme that has not only kept them down philosophically, intellectually, or financially, but a scheme that has kept them neutered by growth. 
The reason that the the black population is the same as it was for 70 years is because of Planned Parenthood, because the government normalizing the murder of the babies. That's why they don't want to talk about abortions by race. They'd rather talk about it as some form of health care. Do you think this is kind of catching on in these communities? Or are we, um, are we damned by ignorance as we have been so much on other policies of the Democrat mafia? No, there, there's a revival coming. There are people like me. There are, there are people like you. And their biggest weapon, the, the left and the Democrats have always had, is they wanted to keep black and white Christians from talking. I talk about this in, inside the documentary also. Jesus' last prayer before he went to the cross was for us to be unified. Because he even said a house divided against itself cannot stand. And we have been separated. And black and white Christians have been fighting each other in this country for, for decades now. And because of that, the enemy is defeating us. Divide and conquer is his strategy. If we ever start talking to each other, if, you, if, black, if white Christians in Chicago ever go across the street into the ghettos and start fellowshipping and talking with their brothers and stop believing the lie that those people hate them because they're white, and if the black Christians stop, stop believing that the white Christians hate them because, because they're black, you will see a resurgence in that country. I will guarantee you that if white Christians go into those black communities, they'll be amazed at what they'll see. They'll get hugs, they'll get kisses, and they'll get protected. Well, I guarantee it. I've I have heard- no doubt. But they are being told that they're hated and not to go, or you'll get shot. And that is a lie. Well, this is what you do. You give us hope. And first of all, I love the, I love the book, 25 Lies. And the Iron Triangle is fantastic. It's still on my shelf. Of course, I prefer that I'd be looking at it because I'd be in Florida. But in the meantime, I'm going to look at your documentary. And they can go to willyougotohellforme.com. Is that correct? Yes, willyougotohellforme.com. You can see the trailer that you were were just playing, the best trailer you ever saw. My good friend, my good friend, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, all said best trailer they ever saw. And if you read the reviews on the website, people are saying it's the best movie they've ever seen. Everybody says it's the best documentary that they've ever seen. There's well, information that, that, that nobody's ever heard before. It is factual. You can Google search while you go through it. Nothing is a lie. It is all factually correct, and it will blow your mind. Well, listen, I'm, I can't wait to go through the whole thing. I want to thank you most of all for doing it, and thank you for making yourself available for me. You know you're always my friend. You need anything. You come here. He is Vince Everett Ellison, and uh, I'm proud to call you a friend. Thank you very much. Brother, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to call you one, too. Call me anytime. You got it. Love, I love your show, and thank you for what you're doing. You are the voice of sanity in this crazy, crazy, crazy world, in that crazy city. God bless you. You, too. I love you right back. I'll talk to you guys soon after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Brandon Tatum, unafraid to tell it like it is. Tonight at 7, right before Jay Sekulow at 9 on AM560, The Answer. All right, so Vince Everett Ellison, who we just had on, he wrote a book a while ago when I first started. I think I actually might have been filling in for Steve Cortez. And the book is called 25 Lies and the Iron Triangle. And we were discussing the book, and I had not read it. So I told him I was going to buy a book uh, during the interview. We hung up. He called, asked for my phone number, and sent the book. I received it in about, it felt like 36 hours. He express sent it to Florida. I have the book, went through the book. I called him up to discuss it, and we were fast friends. He is a wonderful person who doesn't do this to enrich himself, but he does it because he wants to utilize his time on this earth to fix the wrongs 
that destroy has has really hampered the quality of life in our country. And you want to talk about somebody who loves the country. He is the son of sharecroppers. And when he's not sleeping, he's working on bettering everything for America. I mean, he is just the best guy in the world. I love him to death. And uh, here's the rest of his promo for his uh, new documentary. Democratic Party is a death machine. Whatever they do, they destroy. That's what they do. They destroy. Wherever they rule, they destroy. And when you look at this, when you look at what's happening into our country, this is exactly what's happening. But there's also a diabolical time. They continue to walk around with arrogance as they fail, because their failure gives them the ability to implement fascism. So we don't have a waiting period necessity for signing a good bill, so I'm signing this bill. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. Let's smile for the camera here. Just... Congratulations to everyone in this step forward. We know we have more work to do, but this is a great thing for the state of Washington. Congratulations. See how happy they are in the state of Washington? You know what they're cheering? These weapons of war, of assault weapons, have no reason other than mass murder. Their only purpose is to kill humans as rapidly as possible in large numbers. It's too wrong. It is wrong. And I'm getting sick and tired of hearing these cowards, these failures, these frauds pretend to be achieving something rather than what they're really doing. There will be more women, more weak more elderly, more people killed by criminals because you didn't lower the criminal destruction of our nation by one person. You just guaranteed there will continue to be more because the criminals don't really give a rip about your laws. The criminals never do. And the criminals always thrive where your party's in charge. The Democrat La Cosa Nostra. Because you're more in line with the criminals than you are the honest people. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Dude looks like a lady. Everybody wants me. I'm sorry, I was looking at a Rachel Levine clip. Of course, I'm going to come up with Dude Looks Like a Lady. my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical... You want to talk about a red flag law? Let's not give that 65-year-old pot-bellied man dressed like a woman any kind of weapons at all. I think we can narrow that down. We can all agree on that kind of gun control. Now, in the meantime, let's talk about more Democrat control needed. I think the problem about being home is I not only... Do I watch the new snippets like I normally do in Florida? I have to watch the whole production of the propaganda network passing itself off as news. Now, WGN in the morning, I like, except for that Larry Potash, that smug son of a dog annoys me. 
Well, good morning. Obviously, a lot of shock out here from parents, teachers, and students. The federal investigators found the images at the assistant coach's home. Now, assistant track coach Darren Mesmer is facing numerous charges. Federal investigators say they found multiple child pornography files on his desktop computer at his home. Some nude images were of girls as young as four years old. Investigators say the assistant coach communicated with a 14-year-old girl in Georgia over Snapchat, paying her in two of her friends who are 13 and 14 to send nude pictures and videos. Donners Grove South saying Mesmer was not a full-time teacher, just the assistant girls track coach, and he held that position since April of 2021. The school also says he passed a background check. Court documents. Really? Passed a background check? So is he in the union? You know, one of the last deals I did in Illinois about 10 years ago, maybe less, maybe eight years ago, I sold a uh, home in Donners Grove to a guy who was a crane operator. <clears throat> and all I have to say to you is I hope his kid was out of that school because he's not going to like that very much. Nor should anybody even know who these Democrats are. Rich, Indian Head Park, go. Hey, Sean, how are you? We made it to another week. Yeah, fantastic Friday. You're right. I hope you, have a, I hope you enjoy your weekend after the show. And I, one other thing, the guest that you just sat on was a great guest. Great guest. Oh, thank you very much, Rich. Great guy. I hope you give me a few minutes to rant a little bit here. A few minutes is a lot. Uh, I'm getting lectured to it as we speak. Go ahead. Shoot. Give me, give me a minute. Go. The Democrats will never agree with anything with the Republicans. They fight for laws to uh, protect women who want to kill babies up until the ninth month. But when the Republicans pass a bill to uh, protect women from these uh, self-serving uh cheating fraud males that want to uh, compete in women's sports, not one Democrat even voted for it. Yeah. I listened to these hearings with these, uh, with these transgender activists, and uh, they can't even tell you what a woman is. We even got a Supreme Court justice. She can't even tell you what a woman is. I can tell you what a woman and, is not. A woman is not somebody with testicles. Thank you very much, Rich and Indian Head Park. I appreciate the call very much. Simple. We got to start small. And by the way, the uh, the uh, transvestite on the can of Budweiser. Am I supposed to pretend that it looks like a woman? He's a jackass. I've been around women all of my life. I've desired them since probably before I was supposed to. That is not a woman. He doesn't look like a woman. Oh, you're so beautiful. What are you kidding me? Go to Melrose Park circa 1979. You want to see some women? I don't know what the hell kind of freak show we got going on now. Oh, I, wait a minute. Yes, I do. Mental and behavioral health. And as your ash, I will continue that focus. You don't look, you're not an ash. You're not a woman. You look like a 65-year-old beer-drinking pot-bellied man with a wig on. You're not fooling anybody, wannabe toots. Uh, Kim. North, you would. Hi. Macbeth, you would be far more, you've got better cleavage. Go ahead. Hi, Kim. <laughs> well, Hi. This little off subject, but I guess I'm say, you know, women do have penises. I keep mine at home in a drawer and it runs on batteries. But Oh, that was so rough. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, um, Washington State banning guns because they're claiming guns kill. Guns are the ones that kill people. It's like, why don't they ban pencils next, right? Because our pencils, what, misspells words? Yeah. 
Well, what I and the other thing is, I watched John Wick. I think he killed somebody with a pencil. But I like the way you think. Yeah. Thank you very much. And no one in Washington is listening. That might be my favorite call of the week, even though I think Macbeth might have dumped it on live air. John Garfield Rich. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, brother. Thanks for making it. Yeah. You know, I love those Wednesday karaoke nights at the White House. Uh, you get a foreign leader waving bye-bye to the American pie. It's about as accurate as it gets, right? I'll tell you what. That was the most entertainment, most talent that's ever been in the White House, as far as I can tell. Yeah, he could carry a tune. About the only thing more pathetic is uh, watching Biden uh, lie to the face of a six-year-old kid, asking how many grandkids he's got. No, that was my favorite. He doesn't have the decency, uh, the humility to even recognize the existence of one of his four-year-old daughter, uh, granddaughters. I agree with you, John, but here's the good news. This moron, this buffoon, this 50-year policy thief thinks his name is anything other than attached to being a scoundrel and a scallywag. Joe Biden in the future. We're going through dark times. I mean, after all, you've got half of the country wants you to pretend this 65-year potbelly beer-drinking man is a woman. Throughout my career, I have focused. You've been a man. Throughout your career, you've been a man. You're a man today. You'll be a man tomorrow. When you die, they're going to bury a man. You're a man. But you've been insisting to be a woman. But this country right now is not where it is supposed to be. It's not where it's never been. It is in a state of delusion. It is in a Kantian soiree of fraud and lies. The future will judge Joe Biden, will judge Rachel Levine, will judge the American mafia pretending to be the Democrat Party. It will judge them harshly because it will be judging them on truth. We don't have any right now. Or somebody would stop this 80-year-old dimwit in diapers from destroying my country. When we look back years from now, we'll know whether we met this moment. You know, so you got to let me tell you something, because that's so important. Because all of you, we will meet this moment because of you. Because of the people that support this idiot, this generation will be labeled correctly as the generation that destroyed America by allowing this 80-year-old political whore to steal our country. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. Now listen, what's the weather supposed to be like this weekend? We got to worry about our listeners in that. Uh... Oh, good. I hope it's bad. This way, you'll be a little safer in that Democrat utopia named Chicago. James in Schomburg. Hey, Sean. I gotta try to get over there uh, tomorrow, maybe over at the Sky Store. I'll be there in anyway. the morning. I got I got uh, nieces making communions and whatnot, so I'll be in and out. But I'll be there. Oh, you'll be busy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to thank you. You, you. you have been on fire with your guests. You had Vince today. You had uh, Bob Woodson the other day. And, you know, the, uh, the economic guy, when the economic reports came out, and very few people understand it the way you did. I, in fact, I almost pictured in my mind Tom Fertino looking for the oldest bottle of scotch he had <laughs> and firing up a cigar, shaking like a Cook County junkie <laughs> on a fix, right? Yeah, thank well, you. anyway, we're, we're talking about the uh, tools. What, what really gets me about the schools is they learned from, from Katrina. The eight months that those schools were shut down from Katrina, it set the kids back almost two to three years academically. So they knew that 15 years ago. 
Yes. And these teachers unions shut schools down, not for eight months, for two to three years. They know that the kids are going to be so messed up, it could take them 10 to 15 years maybe to recover academically, if at all. James, I have... Uh, they did it on purpose. I agree with you. Here's another thing I witnessed when my own kids were going through school. Why are you incentivizing having kids diagnosed with ADHD and put on medicine? The schools were making, at that time... Money and it was outrageous, but you see the uptick in kids who are now forced to be on drugs the rest of their life. You're incentivizing failure, and really, this is what this government learned: the more it fails, the better it is for them. Thirty thousand a year for CPS students; they cannot read, and they get more money. It's outrageous. I would love some somebody has got to really start pushing and advocating for the money following the student oh, period and they got a lot down on that and hang on to it you know like a pit bull holding on to a bone i appreciate it james and shamberg and this really explains the corruption we've become used to here she is randy weingarten notice how they all trace back to chicago whether it's ferret face garland baraki likes big butts and he cannot lie or this handsome devil randy weingarten According to the documents that we sent to you, we have got we what I like we when you believe lie is that we got the guidance from we got. Now, you know, I'm from Melrose Park, but even I, I, I don't think that's right. Is that right there? Nick Beth? I don't think it is. In the meantime, here's the solution. We caught you. We caught you teacher union mafia scoundrels colluding with the government. To get paid for doing absolutely guts on ghoul. Because you know when they come back and they need your your help even more, you can make more money. I see you. So here's the penalty. There will be no more public schools. The money will follow the kid. And nobody has to go to your concentration camps of stupidity and Marxism. What do you say about that, handsome? NIOSH and the draft guidance from NIOSH, which is a committee within the CDC as well as the CDC themselves okay. after the conversation we had well, on January 29th. You know what else I want to start, Macbeth? Let's defund the CDC and the NIH. Ooh, I think we should start defunding things. Let's march. We'll put on black shares. Only we won't break windows and steal Louis Vuittons and burn anything down. Ah, no one's going to pay attention to us. Tom Tinley Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Wonderful. How are you? Okay, I just uh, wanted to bring up the uh, Declaration of Independence. When it comes the time to break the political bands that bind you to one form, to uh, one citizen to another, uh, that part? Oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, the first paragraph, nature's God, it's yeah. not global warming, it's God's control. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it goes on, whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends yes. of life, uh, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it yeah. should, the people... The people, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. There's a future neighbor to Naples, Florida, if I ever heard one. In the meantime, Tom from Tinley Park is exactly correct. We are at that breaking point because these scoundrels and scallywags are not going to give up an office they didn't even win. 312-642-50. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Joseph Robinette Biden, why are my socks wet? Every year he's been in office, he has spent $8 trillion plus. Whether it's 2021, 2022, Inflation Reduction Act, Rescue Plan, that, 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 that. It's all omnibus. The total government spend is $9 trillion a year. They are reaping $6 trillion from extortion called taxes. It's not enough. And the reason I believe is because the Leviathan is built on lies. And it doesn't matter the revenue they make. It's all part of government spending. So when you see a GDP that comes in at half of the percent, it's not really 1.1% growth. It could be negative. How do we know? I know because I'm going to talk to Joel Griffith. He's a research fellow in the Thomas A. Rowe Institute for Economic Policy Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Joel, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. I like how you said all right. And the reason you're only doing all right isn't because you have some form of illness. It's because you have knowledge and you are disgusted and depressed. Do I have it right? You're actually right. It's because we're talking about economics and the outlook and the situation. It's it's not positive right now. I mean, everyone knows this. Everyone listening to you, I, I presume for the most part, has experienced this big loss of income over the last two years of $7,000 plus if you're a typical middle class family. And the latest numbers that came out this week uh, with GDP, yeah, it shows what we're all feeling. And that's economic growth is virtually non-existent right now. Now, Joel, I believe that thankfully because of the position that this country is in, not because of the political whores, as I call them, politicians called by normal people, not because of the politician in charge have done, but because of what this country stood for prior to the bastardization of policy, we can pull out of this but it is going to take a change of trajectory a restraint the only place it should ever exist in this country on government for that to happen is there a positive sign somewhere that you're seeing that people are waking up realizing that the american economy is like a snake eating its tail it's not really a good hunter it's just lying to itself is there any positive signs yeah, well, the positive sign is that because we've experienced the highest inflation in 40 years, people are actually realizing now what our political leaders have done to us. And we have experienced inflation each and every year now going back for decades, and we've just gotten used to it as if that's normal. Well, it's not the natural course of events. Each and every year, our dollar, our wages should actually be buying more each and every year. You should be able to put $1,000 in your bank account today the 10 years from now, that $1,000 will actually buy you $1,500 worth of goods and services. But we've been growing accustomed to being robbed each and every year. The last two years, we've been robbed a lot more than normal, and we're waking up to the fact that mm, this isn't just a war in Ukraine that's causing this. It's not just the so-called, um, you know, the necessary shutdowns for the pandemic. No, we've been robbed, I would say intentionally, by uh, the brilliant central bankers of the Federal Reserve printing cash and also by your own Congress that continues to spend far beyond our means each and every year and rely on the printing presses at the Fed. It's just that now we're actually noticing that. And so my sense of optimism is that at least we're talking about it. But my pessimism 
um, I think is grounded in the fact that politicians, whether right wing, left wing, Republican, Democrat, very few of them are actually proposing the needed changes that we need to ensure that we're not going to have a massive collapse in the future. In fact, something else that has become so-called normal, in quotation marks, is the idea that we are helpless as these uh, freaks, like manhands Janet Yellen, as these failures, as Jerome Powell, and as these usurpers, like the Biden administration, can just willy-nilly bail out banks. Is this something that happened that I'm unaware of, or is it just because they know we can't do anything, and George Bush is the one that started it, and now it's normal to bail out banks? Shouldn't there be a process where Congress actually gets involved? Or is this all centralized in the hands of one woman who can slay an entire bottle of Viagra known as Janet Yellen? Well, the banks that were bailed out, um, they they keep denying that there was a bailout, which is, it's hard not to laugh at that. Yeah, it was a bailout. And it was of those who were in favored political classes. And those are these very um, plugged in tech investors. And look, I'm all for businesses making money and people making money, but not at the expense of everyone else. That's not unjust. It's not right. It's not fair. And when you had these people parking, wealthy investors, parking their money in these bank accounts that are paying 4 5 6% interest, when the rest of us, if we're parked at Wells Fargo, we're earning about one-tenth of 1%. Look, these were sophisticated investors. They knew that there was heightened risk to actually be earning that kind of return in your checking account. Obviously, there's heightened risk. And they knew what the law was. And the law says, only your first $250,000 are protected by government insurance, which covers the vast majority of us. I have less than $250,000 in my account. The insurance covers me. They knew what they were risking there. They chose to do it. And now each and every one of those individuals that took on that extra risk in order to generate those ridiculous returns in their checking accounts, they were all bailed out by all of us. It's so infuriating. Honestly, Joel, it is truly infuriating. I try to channel that energy into... Um, working out and satisfying my wife so I can manage to focus it and steer it. But the average person walks around with the feudalism that is delivered from a corrupted economy because the reality is First Republic Bank, it doesn't deserve a bailout. It's going to go into receivership, but the definition of receivership has changed quite drastically. In fact, there will be no opportunity for good banks to take advantage of this. In fact, good banks will be knuckled under by the Federal Reserve as rather than be reprimanded, their power is just going to grow from this failure. Is that true? Uh, well, all banks are not equal. This is something straight out of an animal uh, farm. Um, and so you're going to see now, you're going to see continue to see a flood of deposits move from better managed, smaller banks. They're going to be flooding, continue to flood into these big banks that are deemed um, too big to fail. Um, so it's, it's this whole mantra now, this whole notion, we're going to continue to punish responsible people, punish responsible businesses. And, you know, to double down on that notion, look at what happened this last week with the Biden administration uh, changing the rules on mortgages. They're going to quadruple the risk fees on those that have great credit and high down payment, and they're going to slash the fees in half for those with bad credit. Now, we see this all across the board in this new woke economy, um, really doling out favors, doling out capital, doling out credit, not based on who's actually most worthy or responsible, but based on who's part of the more protected class. And sometimes those politically favored classes happen to be people of less means. Other times the politically favored classes happen to be the people of the wealthy, wealthy means that you saw with the tech brothers that got bailed out. But you know who continues to get squeezed right now? It's hardworking, average families that are being responsible, but trying to make ends meet. They're the ones that get crushed. You know, Joel, I had a segment earlier 
And um, what I take solace in, to a certain extent, is that although this may be the dark ages of America, this is the feudalism of America, this is the time when who I believe is completely uh, a, a usurper pretending to be the president is in charge, and we are living the lies that are always follow Democrat mafias. In the future, this will also be the time that is dissected, the time that the autopsy proves is the time of lies in America, because the reality is this lie cannot continue. When you have a GDP of thirty or of a twenty three point three two trillion dollars, you have the pretend growth of one point one percent in a government that spends eight point eight trillion dollars. This is truly a lie at this point. Our economy, or am I being too well, critical? Well, if you dig a little deeper into that one percent number, here, here's two things. Number one, our population is growing by about one percent a year, meaning that. Wow, wonderful. Your economy grew by 1%. Well, our population grew by about 1%, meaning in real terms we're not producing more. But second of all, if you dig a little deeper and see where that growth came from, I think 70% of that 1% came from the government getting bigger and from uh, uh, the inventory side uh, for businesses, meaning uh, businesses basically were buying more than they actually uh, were able to sell. But that factors into the actual official economic growth number, which you know, it's just another example of sometimes these numbers they don't really reflect what we're actually feeling. And, you know, you dig a little deeper, uh, it, ma- it makes a little sense. That's because that headline number actually not even as bad as it was. It's actually not quite as good as it claimed to be. Are there people in Washington, D.C. that are speaking truth to the lie that is the Biden administration, to the lie that is the spin on an emaciated, failing economy as it pretends to grow? Are people um, starting to get aware that uh, Joe Biden's economy is the worst time in Americans' recent history and leading to a depression? Well, and I, I'm actually with you on that. This is the worst economy that we've seen in generations, even though they won't even call it a recession. There's been like, 23 consecutive months now we've seen American families see year-over-year income decline. That, that has not happened in my lifetime or your lifetime, unless you're, you're over 70. I don't think you're over 70. No. <laughs> no. So this is rough. Now, there are a, a few politicians that are speaking the truth. Uh, the ones that come to mind are Representative Massey, uh, Senator Rand Paul, um, Senator Cruz, and Senator Lee. There, there's some, and there's a few more that are speaking the truth. But by and large, it's not just Democrats that are being silent on this or that are pushing for more spending. It's Republicans as well. Republicans have jumped on board. Um, a number of them jumped on board the big infrastructure plan. When President Trump yes. was running for president uh, in his, you know, running for that second term, he was refusing to address the entitlement crisis, and he was calling for hundreds of billions of dollars worth of more spending. Yes. He increased the deficit just as much, actually a little more, than Barack Obama. So both parties are to blame here. I think Biden is making it far, far worse, of course, um, but there's a lot of blame to go around. When you see nations around the world recognize the corruption that is our American dollar, when you see them start to abandon ship in a way in which as recently as five years ago, you would have never thought possible. As you see these third world nations say, I don't want a piece of the dollar anymore. How much longer before who we thought were allies abandoned ship on the dollar? And I, I, I argue on the behalf, they should be able to, after all, a government that blows through $32 trillion of of debt and continues to promise to double it in the shortest amount of time. We don't deserve to have the rest of the world use our currency, but how much longer before an important ally leaves the dollar in your opinion? 
Well, two things. I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, we think about the reserve currency status of the dollar. What that means is that our government for decades has gotten away with printing trillions of dollars, and we haven't really felt the full impact of that because other countries wanted our dollars because our dollars are considered safe. And so we print the dollars. Instead of those dollars circulating in our own economy, a lot of times they went overseas. And the other countries would use that in their own trade between each other, or they would actually use those dollars to make investments here or buy up our debt, which actually did give us a nice boost. We got away with these mistakes for a very long time, but we've taken advantage of that. We've acted more, more recklessly now than at any point in our nation's history. Other countries are catching on, and that's why if you look at the holdings of our dollar by other central banks, it's actually on a steady decline um, over, the, um, you know, over the last several years. Our dollar is still the predominant currency held by other banks, but it's only about 60% of that total now. It's down substantially. And I mean, my fear is that that's going to continue to change. And our allies are already moving away. Brazil, right. moving away from our dollar. You, you see uh, what's called BRICS, um, which used to be Brazil and uh, Russia and India, et cetera. Just a few countries that wanted to have a competing uh, currency, if you will. There's actually, I believe, 19 countries now that are looking to join that block. Uh, so we, we've abused the situation. And once countries begin to rapidly move away from using our dollar, things could deteriorate very quickly. Oh, yeah. It's like bankruptcy. How did it how did it happen? Slow at first, then real fast at the end. That's exactly what we're going to see here. But here's my problem with it. We have the smartest, most innovative financial minds on the planet right here in this country. It's not Japan. It's not China. It's not Russia. It's us. Why is it there isn't a group of Americans with integrity that guarantee to win political power and anchor our currency to a combination of assets that are not only domestic, but are of value, a combination where we can go back to a currency with integrity rather than listen to these failed lawyers, these political whores, as I call them, known as politicians to normal people promise about this nonsense about the good faith and credit we don't have any good faith and credit and if you look at any of these idiots in washington why would we if we can't have integrity and honesty can we ever save the currency well two things is good faith and credit everybody's clamoring about the risk of a default we've already um in effect defaulted look at if you look at the value of a u.s government bond the last two years the value let's say you bought a million dollar bond two and a half years ago that million-dollar bond today is worth close to $700,000, and that's in large part because our inflation rates have soared, really tracking the inflation rate because you printed so much money. So if you're an investor in bonds, let's say you thought you're going to retirement with a safe investment, yet you actually just lost more than a quarter of your portfolio. So let's get that out of the way first. The second of all, great question. Well, why don't – well, where are the thought leaders, the people in the Central Bank of Congress that would say, yeah, let's actually back our dollar up by something such as gold or silver or other commodities? Oil. Well, Oil, natural gas, a combination. Anything that's a hard asset, preferably one of those commodities. And there's two reasons why they don't want to do this. Politicians don't want to give up the spending power because if suddenly you have to balance the budget, that means you either have to cut spending or raise taxes. And they'd rather go ahead and just impose the hidden tax and inflation on us because most people up until now weren't catching on that politicians were causing that by spending too much and printing too much. But number two, there's another big reason. You go ahead and detach um, you actually uh, attach currency to something hard like gold, silver, or, or oil or gas. They can't Suddenly, the central banks, they don't have the power anymore. You know, the, the power to disperse credit is, well, that's incredibly intoxicating. Yes. And that is, that is, that is uh, ultimate economic control. 
I mean, it's why you see it in the woke sectors now where you see um, politicians and activists trying to get banks to only lend to certain companies, favored companies. It's ultimate power. And the power to print, that is incredibly intoxicating. For that reason, I am not holding my breath that the central banks will ever willingly relinquish that control. But as history shows, if you read back for the last 1,500 years, every time that you've had this system of diluting the money supply and increasing the money supply and deteriorating the value of whatever that currency is, each and every time the last 1,500 years, it has ended in ultimately an economic collapse. I've come to a conclusion, and I like your opinion because I respect it immensely. Through the years when you watch the decisions made by Washington, D.C., by politicians who pretend to represent the people, it is obvious to me that the definition of success and achievement is different from the citizen to the politician because the politician realizes his version of success is truly failure. That's when they gain power and control. And if we don't change this, how much longer until the rest of the citizens realize the government isn't trying to succeed? It's trying to fail with style. Well, I, 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 that's, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I said I'm not so optimistic, but I am hopeful that people are becoming alert to this. I mean, we see it now injected more into the national conversation, especially on the Republican side with some of the candidates that are running. I'm hoping that this is just the beginning of a truly great awakening. I thought back in 2008 when I was just getting started and had just graduated from, uh, from, from law school, I thought maybe that was the awakening. People were out in the streets actually peacefully protesting the government largesse and the, and the bank bailouts, and that Tea Party movement seemed to have really faded. Yeah. But I'm hoping now this is something more lasting because we can't afford to do another 10-year spree of adding to this debt. Um, the chickens are, I, they are coming home to roost. They're beginning to feel it. And if we don't correct course now, that collapse could come quickly and it could come far sooner than we think. He is Joel Griffith. He is a research fellow. And you can find his thoughts at the Heritage Foundation, which is something that is essential to surviving this country, the Heritage Foundation, the people there. Joel, thank you so much for making time for me. You know I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy to do it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560. AM560. The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 on AM 560. The answer. I thought this breathe a little bit. It's the Friday Beaches. We're going to go down. Let's do it with style. Holly Esther made a comeback too, right? Good. They're not just putting it on transvestites, right? Those Zanzibelts come back. Boy, oh boy, there was a nice pant. Huh? They award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take liberty with one thing. I'm going to go to the calls in a minute. The goal is control, not success. It's always revealed in the most unusual places. You do remember when Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, Obama, was in Africa. You do remember the contempt he has for people, right? Africa, we're going to all have to work together to find ways in which collectively we reduce carbon, but we make sure that there's some differentiation so that countries that are very wealthy uh, are expected to do more and countries that are still developing you know, obviously, they shouldn't be resigned to poverty simply because, uh, you know, 
the West and Europe and, and America got there first. That wouldn't be fair. But everybody's going to have to do something. Everybody's going to have to make some important choices here. And you know, I expect that it's going to be your generation that helps lead this, because if we don't, it's going to be your generation uh, that suffers the most. Uh, ultimately, if you think about all the youth that everybody's mentioned here in Africa, if everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over unless we find new ways of producing energy. It isn't about succeeding. It isn't about achieving. It's about these scoundrels, these scallywags, these idiots like Barack Obama. Idiot. Three months late on his car payment when he won the election. Bust out. It's about him tearing everything down, not building anybody out. Up. This is the party of hopelessness. There, there is no hope in the, eye, in, in the practice of socialism. There is no hope in the practice of collectivism. There is no hope when scallywags and scoundrels pretend to be leaders. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know how much I've saved you? Do you know how many Biden clips I didn't play? I mean, who wants to hear this, Morphodike? It includes our second gentleman, Doug, and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. Oh, why don't all three of you take a long walk off a short pier? Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Listen, uh, in order for the government to keep people in control, they have to reduce the effectiveness of education, keep everybody dumb. So we're generating a second generation of people that are going to be loyal to the, uh, as you call, mafia, which I agree. And then the second thing is to allow people to purchase THC to keep them numb and dumb. Reminds you of Russia, doesn't it? You couldn't get a piece of bread, but vodka, they headed out the yin-yang. And then you just oh, also vodka. explained the CPS system. Thank you very much, Glenn. He's right. He's right. You know, uh, I like to cheer you up, right? It's Friday. I, I, I truly do have a, uh, you know, I understand. Uh, when I first told Macbeth I liked this story, I finally found somebody I wouldn't be offended dating my daughter. He told me I was sick. That's all right. I wonder what you think. Date night at Rodeo Goat in Edo turned deadly when 29-year-old Eric Aguirre and the woman on the date parked in this lot across the street. According to court documents, 46-year-old Elliot Nix, claiming to be a parking attendant, came up to the couple and asked for 40 bucks. After paying and walking bucks. into the burger restaurant. There was a waiter who knew that the guy was scamming people for parking and he advised them, hey, that guy... Um, is scamming you for parking. Employees of this smoke shop then watched Aguirre sprint to his car, grab a pistol, and chase after Nick's, shooting him on the side of Chartres Street. He later died at the hospital. The penal code in Texas and in 49 other states and in most civilized countries doesn't give you any legal basis to shoot and kill someone who ripped you off. Aguirre returned the gun to That's his... That's a good thing it doesn't, boy. You'd eliminate a lot of people in our house. You get nothing and like it. In the meantime, he went back on the date and finished it. Car then to his date at the restaurant, who didn't know anything happened until police put this picture of the couple out the next day. I wonder if she kissed him goodbye. How was your night? Ah, good. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll call you after I get arrested. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Chicago. Hey, how's it going? 
Good. I'll tell you what. I don't like when these guys rob you for parking fees. But I'm not giving him yeah, an excuse you know, to shoot him. But I'll tell you what, that guy will never rob anybody again for parking fees. That's right. Uh, nobody talks about how uh, Bitcoin is a foreign-made currency uh, with the owner that is not known to uh, anybody. Uh, and I believe that when they collapse the dollar, that Bitcoin will be right behind it. Let me um, ask you a question. He's, he's the you... majority owner of the Bitcoin. Yeah. and uh, yeah. Do, do you uh, believe the story? never moved. Do you believe the story of who created it? Do you believe it? Do you believe the, the story uh, the way it's told? Yeah, there's really no true story behind the creator. Yeah, you know what it is, Kyle? I hate to believe liars. And when I hear a story from somebody I don't know, I assume they're a liar. What if, uh, what if it's created right here in USA? What if it's created right in Washington, D.C.? Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, or maybe uh, what co-op. If what if it's one big swindle? That would be something. And I say this as somebody who, who, who bought it and profited that. from it at one time. Not don't I don't have any holdings now, but I say it as an advocate because the reality is, Kyle, I believe that we deserve, we need an outlet other than the dollar. I believe our currency is corrupted, our currency is manipulated, and I believe us to be eco-terrorists around the world. What do you think? And the rats will run to shelter, as the Chinese people know. Well, right. Hard to get them off his point, but I get it. Mark in Oakland. Sean, how you doing, my friend? Wonderful. How are you? Hey, was it was that Spalding from Caddyshack? Or, or no, that was Ted Knight saying, uh, yeah, yes, uh, you'll like it? Yeah, you'll get nothing and like it. Like Spalding from Caddyshack like does the morning show here. His name is Dan Prof. Ah, Zing. <laughs> yeah. I want a milkshake. I want a hamburger. I know. I know. You'll get nothing and like it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> my, my comment is, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but there's something uh, George Costanza has. It's called Opposite Day. Yes. It, it means that you have such poor instincts that you just do everything of the opposite <laughs> of what you think. So yeah. this is what the Democrats need to do. Global warming, government spending, stealing, election stealing. Yeah. And I heard Joe Biden the other day saying the, the, the wife, she said, my husband saved millions of people yes. from the pandemic. Yeah. He was a hero. Yes. And and I just you know you know what it is, Sean? Big big liars were really in trouble when they believe their own lies. Well Mark, you just said you named the other side of the Seinfeld fans, the George Costanza. It's not a lie, Jerry, if you believe it. Yeah. I got news for you, Mark. They believe it. And they're not going to admit it's a lie. There's a lot of money in the in in stealing the election there's a tremendous amount of power and control even when they're caught red-handed what happens this seems like a pretty extreme reaction no well when you read through the report it does identify a whole host of things that the fed wants to address and it's a bit like reading a report on a plane crash there's never just one cause there are a whole bunch of things that come together that lead to the problem including management at the fed but first and foremost here's the major reason the fed cites for svb's failure management at the bank the board of directors and you see where this is going don't you See, the problem is the idea that you should be allowed to have private companies, especially in the financial. This is the real problem. We need a national bank where there are no more private banks, just the government. I mean, after all, that's the direction we took after 08. You remember when a Republican, when a Republican said you had to break the rules in order to save it? 
There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Uh-huh. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. And there's the idiot that set us on the trajectory we're living now. Crooks, a duopoly of corruption, all one and the same. It's called Washington. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Brandon Tatum, tonight at 7, right before Jay Sekulow at 9 on AM560, The Answer. Really, I cannot believe how fast this show goes. Cannot believe it. There's so many things I want to cover. I wanted to cover this. By the way, I remember Lindsey Graham as he was promoting the thievery in the military-industrial complex of the proxy war happening with the most corrupt country in Europe and Russia. He is a jackass, by the way. Coward. Never won a fight in his life. Can't wait to send kids to go get murdered and maimed. To the Ukraine, where officials say Russia has launched one of its largest and deadliest attacks in months. Ukraine's president says a series of overnight Russian rocket strikes have killed more than a dozen Ukrainian citizens and left many more trapped under rubble. ABC's over 100,000 people. Where's the call for diplomacy? I hope none of the new Cadillacs and Porsches and Mercedes that the Ukrainian government officials bought with our money got destroyed in that. In the meantime... There's good work being done by the most unusual of places. A guy by the name of Vega, Jose Vega, who I probably don't agree with on much, but I agree with him on this. Shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century? And you guys, you know, I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block. New York. This is a meeting of all the media oligarchs in this country as they they have been spewing government propaganda on behalf of our gangster government. More Hirsch, it just all of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon, Me Lai, Watergate. Is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years or am I mistaken about that? Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. Okay, I mean, the list goes on and on. So will you at least say something? Russiagate, really wrong. I love that. I love the whole thing because he's exactly correct. Either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War III and the only reason we knew about that was through leaks? Go ahead. It's a free speech event, right? You guys are the press. Well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. I'm done. And he was thrown out physically. Not one thing answered. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. That was when we were fighting the Taliban. Now we're funding them. And by the way, they're doing good work. They killed ISIS. What the hell's the difference? I think one rap on their turban. Kathy Lockport. Kathy? Hi, Sean. Can you hear me? Now I can't. Go. Oh, stupid phone. Oh, my God. I saw that clip. I was going to talk about something else. I saw that clip. Everybody should watch that clip. It is amazing. Those newspapers sitting there, not a word out of their mouths. Cultivating consent. 
for our foreign policy corruption and our domestic banking schemes. Cultivating, they're cultivating our consent through not just corruption, but through bald face lies. Everything they Kudos say is a lie. Kudos to that man. Kudos to that man. But I wanted to talk. What, that was more. That was really more important. But Rachel Levine, you keep doing that quote of hers, quote of hers. Well, I looked her up online. She, he said, and and it was a video. Trans opponents are politically perverting science. Yeah. Well, see, I'm Isn't sticking up for my weird? daughters and women I love. I'm Wait, not allowing men with a three-piece set to pretend to be a woman. It's insulting to the good women in this country. And I'll stick up for them where they won't. Like I stick up for the babies when the mothers want to kill them. See, I won't buy the taglines of frauds. Let's all listen to a 65-year-old man with some sort of mental delusions. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. And as your... The idea that this, this buffoon, this man suffering, this man... Suffering from mental illness pretends to be an ash of mental illness. No, no, no. You're an example of it. You're not solving anything, brother. I mean, we are in this soiree of nonsense only some of us want to achieve. The others, they want to lie and make you feel good about it. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Oh, stop it. That's normally left for Squirrel to be dead. There's something Oh, God. I know. How much time I got? None? All right. Craig, say hello. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Hello, Sean. Man. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Is that it? Is that hey, all I get? That's all you get. It's Fantastic Friday. Do we have the Pledge of Allegiance? We didn't do it? Well, that's all right. You know, you're an American. We'll live through this. Pledge of Allegiance. Monday. When, I get, when Squirrel gets back. That's all right, McBeth. Got a lot of problems. He's got Harry Cleaver. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.